everyone, and welcome to the third. The third already! It only took seven <laughs> months for the third episode of Nothing But Stuff. My name is Lewis, and I'm here with my co-host, Isaac. Isaac Harwood, thank you very much. I didn't mean to bang the desk there. Have fun editing that out. Um, no, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it. <laughs> for, for emphasis. It's a sign of our quality. For emphasis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think let's just dive right in. I mean, like I said before, people aren't going to have just like dived in on the third episode. That's weird. Uh, so they know what it's about at this point. And maybe we'll we'll chuck in the little description every like 10 episodes or something. Um, recent stuff. Lewis, not, we're, here we're just going to talk about nothing but stuff. So uh, what's, what's happened recently? What's been going on? Uh, so recently, I uh, watched those first two episodes of uh, the Lord of the Rings series, mm. Rings of Power, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. along with the rest of the world. Quietly, yeah, I know, but this won't come out for another six months, so the series will be wrapped up and it will all be done. <laughs> True, but the point is, quietly liking it so far. I really like it. I, I don't, I, I guess, I mean, f- fuck the audience, like spoilers and everything, but um, the dwarf stuff is just awesome. Like seeing them. Um, like thrive in, in their glory instead of just some yeah. like rotten basement. Uh, so that's really cool. Mm. Uh, and it's it's like it's not just like here's some action for no reason. Like it, it's it's cool. It's done well. And God, it's it's gorgeous as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's stunning. And I, I really wasn't expecting. Obviously, before the trailers came out, they would have picked like Galadriel as the main character. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make the link until we started great. watching. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. She, she's brilliant. I, I really like young Elrond as well. He's got that He's sort cool. of smarmy face. Uh, he, like, the, di- the diplomacy of him just being so, like, on point. Like, he's, he's really cool. Yeah. yeah. But then also having seen Lord of the Rings, you know, like when shit comes to town later on and they're fighting Sauron, he's like on the front front lines, as it were. Yeah. Just like with his sword, just going mental. So when he's just like at the at some point in the second episode, he says to her like, oh, no, go home. If I hear a whisper, I'll dedicate my life to this shit. And it's just like, well, we actually know you do. So I like you more, Elrond. You're a man of your word. I was always going in with an open mind. I know a lot of there's a ton of naysayers out there. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's impressing me. Like the pace in the first one's a bit slow, but it's like, yes, yes, it's getting there. Just setting up stuff. It doesn't have to be all slash and gore and orcs. Um, and they, I like how they made that one orc coming up through the floorboards, like scary instead of like mm. hordes of them marching around and stuff. Just one dude and he's fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, anyway, no, I, probably, I agree. Yeah. We'll probably talk about the segment a little long because I genuinely agree. It was, it's really cool. So, um, yeah, I know. I just want to keep talking about it. Just, <laughs> yeah, but that's it's just great. That's for the, the Lenny Henry. Lenny Henry. Yeah, his accent's great. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think so well. It, so far, it's been really well cast. It's as you say, stunning. Mm. I'm really enjoying the story so far, and to see what co- like seeing in the trailers and stuff, you just know that there's so much more coming, mm, mm. and. I mean, that's what a trailer's meant to do. It's <laughs> no way. But um, yes, hooked. Certainly hooked. Mm-hmm. But um, what 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 what's your recent stuff? What you've been doing recently? What's my recent stuff. Uh, yeah. What did I think about earlier? Um, so I've I just recently introduced a new D and D character to my my in real life group. Um, the uh, last one was murdered by my my ally uh, when he tried to save me. Uh, and just snapped <laughs> snap my neck instead. Um, that was very, very funny. But my new character, I shamelessly stole from uh, your Texan uh, Twilight cleric, Cassius Moonshine. But I made Cassius him a lot, Moonshine. a lot older, so he's like ninety. Um, Cassius Moonshine. <laughs> he has a he has a, a cart which is like man sized more like a wheelchair, uh, pulled by a donkey, and he's got an ancient ancient mastiff and an ancient donkey called Stanley and Jeremy. Um, but my favourite bit about it is what I wanted to say was I was allowed to pick two magic items. One of them's boring mechanical thing, but the other one uh, I went with something called the cloak of billowing. And all it does is billow on command, and it just makes everything so dramatic. I love it. <laughs> These apples are how much? <laughs> just billowing cloak behind me. Best magic item ever. While sitting in your chair. Yeah. Like. I get people to carry me around. 
and I can fly when it's dark, so that's all right. Um, but yeah. Oh, no. it's a Twilight cleric as well. I then. stole it completely. Saloon worshiping <laughs> Twilight cleric, just really old, and it's just fun. It's just good fun. But yeah, cloak of billowing. Yeah, absolute thief. Hundred percent recommend. Yeah, big time thief. Now I call it more like insp- inspired or influence inspiration. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's well, that's... I feel. I'm feeling a copyright lawsuit. Because mm, so. mm, all, that, all that money, all those profits we make um, that you need to claw back. Yeah. No, it's just about my own self-esteem. And <laughs> self-esteem <I've> lawsuit. <laughs> wow, the courts would be real slow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, dear. All right. Um, what's the next bit? The next bit, fight stuff. We're so well-versed on this. Like, what's the next bit? Oh, this is, oh yes. This bit. That was five minutes on the dot. I'll tell you. So I think that's pretty good. Um, fight stuff. We're putting two popular culture characters against each other uh, with a random item in a random location. Uh, I have already rolled our, our characters up. Uh, Lewis? Yep, it's generated by a sheet which we've populated. So it's always exciting to find out what's going to come up next. So uh, what have I got this day? Uh, yeah, okay. So today, Lewis, you will be playing Jar Jar Binks. Excellent, excellent. Could not have started better. With a magic kit for kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that he's been given this, thinking it's just a magic kit. <laughs> it's a Jedi kit. Um, <laughs> and I wonderfully am playing Tasmanian Devil uh, with, a, oh. with a flower pot. <laughs> uh, and we are in a kid's playground, so I guess that's where the magic I mean, came from. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. Uh, this is 100% unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Should we roll off? It's a, a little d6 roll, see who gives the first word. I've gone first both times so far. I've just got a three, so I maybe a, a third. Oh, it's, it's in your court, Ooh. sir. Tell me about this well, kids' playground, and let's get going. Uh, I'm imagining we've got the standard sort of sand pit swings. Uh, it's going to be one of those playgrounds as well, which is like really modern and doesn't have grass, but has like that like spongy, rubbery middle class on the ground or, or uh, derelict middle class. No, middle class, oh. middle class. This is a nice neighbourhood. Okay. Also, would like to note that this is like the weakest powered fight so far. <laughs> yeah. We went from like <laughs> Professor X to like. Captain America and now Jar Jar Binks are my three. So I mean, Tasmanian Devil does kind of fuck shit up on a daily basis. So. And he doesn't obey the law of physics. He's a cartoon. The, the ultimate power. But, uh, okay, so I imagine Jar Jar standing at one end of this uh, playground here. He looks over, sees the Tasmanian Devil, and... Um, I mean, the Tasmanian devil classically goes like, okay, that's my job. his tongue sticking up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he makes that. <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds like. Look it up. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, bang on. Um, yeah, sees him across there and just goes, oh no, he's so scared. <laughs> and so then has to crack open the magician's kit. Because Jar Jar Binks is uh, notably racist. We'll just throw in there. He <laughs> just hates Tasmanian devils. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole idea of the situation is that they go into it knowing that each other are a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surely. Just... Otherwise, Captain America would have like sat down with whoever it was in the last <laughs> one and tried to discuss things. I just like the idea of a racist Jar Jar Binks, but carry on. I mean, he destroyed most of the galaxy. <laughs> he got the em- I mean, he got the Emperor in charge, and the Empire is very racist, so he supports the Empire, which is racist. Mm-hmm. Ergo, mm-hmm. Jar Jar Binks is a racist. Yep. But anyway, he opens his magic kit. I, I think he's um, going in there, pulling out a wand and a hat, <laughs> and he's sort of sw- swiveling the wand around the outside of it, and then tapping on the edge and sort of waiting for the next move. <laughs> Maybe he's going to pull something out of it. Maybe he's going to... Who knows? He's ready to his action. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tasmanian Devil's got one move, so... Uh, yeah, I think the flower pot is just, like, inexplicably just, like, on his head. Um, but, like, gyroscopic force is just, like, keeping it perfectly still as he's just, like, uh, spinning around. You want to say something about me saying gyroscopic force, didn't you? I saw your face. No, 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 that works. Centripetal, I mean, centrifugal, it, one of those. 
Um, Something like that. Uh, yeah, he's he's spinning around. You can see his tongue kind of coming out of the whirlwind. There's a bunch of like dust and stuff. Maybe some old needles from the playground get like sucked up. Middle class, but you know, I mean, all drug addicts middle class. Uh, and uh, he's spinning around. Uh, all drug addicts are middle class. <laughs> I, I think he's just. I mean, he's gonna beeline straight for. Straight for Jar Jar. He doesn't care about the some fucking hat. I, I, although I, he, has no. met, he has met Bugs Bunny before, so I mean, there could be some recognition. Yeah, but Bugs always comes out on top. Yeah, so exactly. So there's everyone fear. Everyone does their move and loses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, well, on, he's on his way. Well, given, uh, I mean, if we had a stat sheet for these characters in front of us, I'm guessing Jar Jar Binks' intelligence score is quite fucking low. Like everything else. So, Maybe Dex. Yeah. I'd say his dexterity is maxed out. This guy's flipping, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whipping yeah. himself about all, all to nobody's business. But he sort of taps on the edge of the hat, reaches inside, and pulls out a bunch of flowers <laughs> and just goes, oh no! And I would say he then just gets cracked. Yeah, Tasmanian just sucked sucked up into the, the whirlwind uh, of Tasmanian Devil. Uh, that flower pot just like cartoonishly, perfectly still uh, in the middle of this uh, tornado. Uh, as always, uh, and I guess he's just gonna whiz it around and, and we'll do a comical like ding 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 as his like uh, head gets like bashed against one of those big metal climbing frames. Uh, Jar Jar Binks <laughs> just like, <"Whoa!"> uh, <laughs> and eventually I think Jar Jar probably just gets spat out of the whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree with that. Um, n- knowing Jar Jar, he'd then probably just start running. He's still got like, that like on, a the fool. magic hat. Uh, well, he's, he has that in a hand and the wand in the other. The rest of the kit, I think, okay. is back over where he left it. Sure. But he would just start running. And <laughs> knowing him, he'd sort of run at a swing, sort of trip over it. The swing would s- fly up as he tripped over it, <laughs> yes. swing back down towards the Tasmanian devil chasing him. And that's kind oh, of yeah. his move <laughs> yeah. by accident. Yeah, his accidental attacks. Uh, that's actually yeah. perfect. Uh, the comic relief of... Uh, the prequels um, yeah so Taz probably you know doing the one thing he can do uh, spinning towards Jar Jar just gets clocked uh, by the swing uh, swinging back and he kind of falls back he's got like the Tweety Bird kind of spinning around his hand he's like whoa <laughs> um, and uh, I think he's just probably a little uh, discombobulated and the flower pot uh, has fallen into his hand and he kind of looks looks down at it looks up at Jar Jar and gets to his feet unsteadily uh, and then he's just going to do like a, a little wind up, like his his middle torso is going to twist more times than it should as he like kind of winds up. Uh, and then he Coils just up. yeah lets it go, uh, lets the tension go, and just like launches the flower pot straight at Jar Jar Binks. I mean, I kind of just want Jar Jar to die. I think that's the end, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the end. To be honest, I mean, I'm happy with that because we got a lot to talk about in the next segment. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, if not death, then definitely he's knocked unconscious. Incapacitated with that flower pot. He is losing that fight at that moment. I mean, he's just been dumped out by the swing. He sort of looks up half days and then gets clocked with this flower pot, <laughs> thrown by, like, by a cartoon level of strength. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So he's probably got that like raised bump on his forehead that's like pulsing and then just falls down and is just completely out of the fight. Taz is just like indifferent to begin with anyway so just kind of spins off in search of probably more drugs. It's probably his needle. (laughs) Probably more drugs. (laughs) Probably his needle. Yeah. Alright so that's that's uh, it's still 2-1 to you but at least I got one on the board. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't lot. imagine many, many characters losing. Unless it's like, we, we know that Jar Jar's going in a political area. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Give immediately emergency powers to the Chancellor. Yeah, that went well, didn't it, mate? Um, so, yeah, I suppose from there we should move on to our next segment, yes. which is movie stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And Been waiting a long time this for this. Yes, yes. This week um, we're, we're going by my choice of movie, uh, a classic, an absolute gem, a golden oldie in the 1989 Batman. Hmm. What did you think? I mean, I mean, it's my childhood, right? I mean, not not 1989, <laughs> but the movies that I was watching in my childhood. Um, and pff, my notes on this just go on and on and on because it's it's <laughs> it's a brilliant movie. Um, 
Oh yeah, for the, for its time, it's a brilliant movie. Um, I, should we just dive in from the beginning? Because I'm going to come up with like various things. I'll just the 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 good old old days of uh, credits lasting like 15 minutes of and not really. But accompanied yeah. by incredible music by Danny Elfman, the theme song to this film is unparalleled. Can't argue that, but like. <laughs> There's nothing going on in these credits, like other than the music yeah. in the credits, and you're just like, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, okay, uh-huh. Oh, he's in there, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a, a slow start. Uh, my first note was, how did he float down? Question mark, exclamation mark, because he has this knack of just, like, floating down onto platforms without any... Vertically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, just straight down. So there's no, like cape flapping or any like zip line he just like slowly descends onto a platform and it's like i mean sure like you're a ninja but how <laughs> so that's just theatrical uh wonder straight from the beginning i mean this is so camp this film. yeah yeah, yeah. It, uh, but in in the best way and in a way which i know i'll still be watching this film in another 20 years because it's still so watchable. I hadn't watched it for probably 20 years, uh, which is why a lot of it, like my next note, uh, comes up. Like, I didn't realise Harvey Dent, played by Billy D. Williams, was in it. Like, Yeah, and then gets shafted in the next film. Oh, really? To get recast? or Yeah, but by Tommy Lee Jones uh, as Two-Face. I'd never... Are they canonical movies? To get, yeah. Uh, no, the, ne- the next one is... I remember Tommy no, Lee no, Jones' the next one... The next one is Catwoman. The next one is Catwoman with um, Penguin. Uh, and they're the Tim Burton ones. The one after that has got, I think, is Batman Freeze. and Robin. Freeze. Two-Face um, and Poison Ivy. Uh, let's not get into yeah. the other movies. But yeah, I, I never clocked that, that it was hard. Those first four are canonical. Yeah, okay. I didn't realise that at all. Um, so yeah, that was... Uh, what I was getting at was I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it's like, oh, it's okay. Mm. I know those guys now. Uh, the, you know, as a, ki- as a kid, it was just like some lawyer guy. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> it's Lando! Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I probably didn't even make that connection as a kid. Um, mm. Yeah, there was a brilliant guy. Was it Grisham who was like the boss of the Joker? He's like the, the, the boss yeah. guy before he falls, goes down. That guy was going for that Oscar. Like, his acting is so over the top. He's, like, doing all these, like, soap opera, like, looks to the camera and, and, like, going way over the top in these monologues. And it's like, no one cares about you. Like, Jack Nicholson's on screen and you're, like, wandering around trying to steal the show. And it's like, please stop. Oh, no, no, I, I like him as well. And I like how he's just like, I know, I'll just kill this, this, this uh, colleague of mine because he's fucking my wife. I'm not going to do anything about my wife in this situation. I'm not going to... I'm going to just put this really elaborate plan in place <laughs> <laughs> that he dies rather than just... I mean, he's a gangster. Just just shoot him. <laughs> like, just kill Jack Nicholson. The police won't care. He's a bad man. But, I mean, as we've mentioned him a couple of times, I've got like three or four notes in here just basically saying Jack Nicholson's acting is fucking amazing in that like mm. his joker is so good um iconic yeah like, actually amazing like the joker um yeah so my next uh, note is uh, i like the kind of i don't know i wrote age appropriate alfred but he's probably age appropriate because that was my first alfred so like mm. that's why it's appropriate but i like the ancient dude walking around just the like thousand knowing, year old man <laughs> yeah, just knowing everything <laughs> he's not really like capable physically but like you kind of also don't want to mess with him <laughs> he's like he's cool oh, no, i get it i get the uh the Impression? I get the theory from the impression, thank you, from this film that Alfred is not one of these Alfreds in the comics where he's like XSAS and all this. This is just an just, old man just, who's just been a, carrying trays for yeah. 90 years. He's just the servant that's been there forever. Like, that, that's all he, he knows. He is not capable in a fight, though. Yeah. I do not think so. But he knows his tech, like, like in a couple of later films, I think. He's like working the screens and stuff, I guess, which is probably very unrealistic. Anyway, I don't know if I'm remembering that wrong, but uh, yeah. He's still helpful in every way, like, completely competent, but just a servant. If that makes sense. He's just a lovely man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he's just a lovely influence on Bruce's life. Just like, oh, you should probably eat something, mate. You look tired. <laughs> and, or, or you should go fuck that chick, is basically what he's saying later. Yeah. <laughs> like, just go fuck that chick. You need a lay, hey, Bruce. 
Bruce, come on, mate. <laughs> come, come on, on. Bro, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm kind of going through my notes. What, what have you got? My one's ne- next in the factory. I don't know if you've got anything before that. Oh, I've got several things before that. I mean, I, I need to sort of rewind a bit. Sure. Go back to one of the points we made earlier on about uh, Tim Burton directing this. And this is just, this is pure, boiled down Tim Burton in a bottle. Yeah, you, this s- you see it all the time, yeah, throughout the film. Yeah, and it's it's just brilliant. And I love the fact as well, first time you see Batman, he's standing on the ledge and he's holding that criminal up. Number one, what fucking disease do those criminals have? Because they've got like boils and shit <laughs> on their necks. They look, they look like they haven't been inside for several years and they've been just sniffing the worst cu- crack cocaine that they can that find. Batman just beating up homeless people. No, we don't know what that guy yeah. did. <laughs> and then you see Batman standing there who is wearing spray-painted Nikes, by the way, nice. if you didn't know. Cool. And they, apparently they wanted originally to have that as like... Um, some product placement in the film, but Burton was just like, no, my world's too cool and real for this. <laughs> so they like spray painted over the Nike bit. <laughs> but he is wearing Nikes. And then he's got those two guys at the start, right? He's obviously trying to get his name out there. They've obviously heard of something because they're just like, oh, the, where, where's the bat? The bat doesn't exist. Mm. All this sort of shit. Like every single Batman thing, you just go, oh, the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that <laughs> in that voice, point. yeah. But then he beats them up and doesn't take the money or the purses which they've <laughs> stolen. <laughs> well, I'm satisfied. <laughs> Justice is done. He just comes along, kicks the <laughs> shit out of them, and leaves them. Bearing in mind, it's like, you never actually see him, like, call the police or anything. And I know you do get see them getting taken away, but at the same time, that feels like a gamble he's made there. He could have just beaten these guys up. They could have woken up quarter of an hour later with a concussion, picked up the stuff and just left. <laughs> like, he's doing like the first half of his job, but not he's still returning learning. to the it's port. The first movie. Yeah, but it's cl- he's clearly been around for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's no Pattinson Batman sitting there just like, oh, I'm so deep and dark. <laughs> he's just like, no, I'm going to beat some people up and it's so much fun. And he does it well. Mm, he does very well. He does, though. Do you have anything else before the factory? Uh, I mean, I love the fact that when we first see Jack Napier talking with the policeman, and he's just like, "Ah, oh, better pay my policeman man here," and hands him a package, and inside are two pieces of bread with money in between. That's how they do the money exchange. Did you see that <laughs> when you were watching the film? No, that kind of invisible. No, he's just like, oh, you look hungry or something like that. Chucks him a package, he opens it, and it's genuinely money between two pieces of bread. A hundred percent. And it's just like, okay, you've already got it in a bag. Was the bread necessary? You just said Jack Napier. I never really clocked that that was Joker's name. So I, I just like... Well, it is in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, for, for the audience, you know, I was just like, who the yes. fuck is, did you mean Jack Nicholson? Um, yeah, yeah, okay, got it. Jack Napier. That's yeah. very alien to me. And have, have you heard the whole thing around uh, the, the, the tactic they used to cast Jack Nicholson no. in this film? Uh, how they basically like were trying to get uh, Robin Williams interested, and he was <laughs> really, really interested, and they were just like, oh, if you don't take this role, then Robin Williams is going to take it. And so Robin Williams got furious because he was led on about it. Mm. And then when they came to do a later film, they were just like, oh, he'd be epic for the Riddler. And he basically turned around and said, fuck off, I'm not <laughs> working for you. You screwed me over the first time. So Jim Carrey got it. <laughs> I mean, and did a good job. Uh, yes. Jokes. Well, did did a job. <laughs> yeah, he did a job. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, up to your notes in the factory. <clears throat> yeah, so my favourite bit of the whole factory scene, you know, this is the one just before uh, he gets... He, Jack Napier, gets uh, dumped in the chemical vat. What I, what I really like uh, is 
the blatant disregard uh, for opening fire in a chemical factory that like clearly maintains like zero regulatory standards. Um, Osha, but it's, like, but it's like the police are doing it, the gangsters are doing it, and they're just like, woo, bullets, like huge, massive vats of chemicals, like flammable signs everywhere and shit. It's just like, you, you guys are complete idiots. Um, so that amused me quite a lot. Uh, and then I As think as a lab manager, <laughs> yes. the standards here are just so under protocol. The quality control—it's just out of the ordinary. Um, and I think this is when I noticed quite a cool, what I thought was quite cool, uh, like a kind of reference later in in Batman Begins. But mm. he can't turn his head at all. Michael Keaton, mm. he's it, like the 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 neck on the mask is just like the solid thing. So he's the way he looks at everything is like just throwing his shoulders around side to side. <laughs> it's really funny. But then I when I saw it, I realized there's the bit in Batman Begins when he like comes yeah. back and he's like, I can't turn my head very well. And it's like they're clearly it was clearly like a funny complaint throughout the ages, and and then they changed. I it. think you'll find that references from Dark Knight was at the Dark beginning Knight? of Dark Knight. Okay, at the beginning when he's just like, I'd like to be able to turn my head. Yeah, and he's just like, Well, maybe I don't know. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but throughout the film, it's always funny when he turns to like fight someone, like, oh, like throwing it to all his shoulders, <laughs> like one of those wacky waving inflatable arm waving two men. It's um. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty funny, and it, like, and the mask like hangs off the edge of his face. I swear, at loads of points, like you feel like you could get your both hands down one side of it. <laughs> like, it's a really ill-fitting costume. Don't get me wrong, Alec. The costume's brilliant. It's just it's the the practicality is just kind of amusing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my next couple back to Jack Nicholson basically Joker is just amazing whenever he's on the screen uh, I thought whatever they did to make his cheeks stay like that must fucking hurt man like imagine being like up like that for hours. you know when you're like smiling and laughing for like five whole minutes it just like kills can you imagine doing like scenes and scenes with like the tape and the teeth in and all that oh, stuff I, I bet you anything though a star like that he's he's got it done on with his face like deadpan and then they've just put it, tagged it onto the edge of his mouth, so it looks like he's smiling the whole time. Uh, I bet you anything. Oh yeah, but there's, there's got to be something on there that's just just looks painful, man. But yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he looks ridiculous, but it's also brilliant. Yeah, he does. Just ridiculous. I like the fact that how he's like this mega rich underground mafia boss now, and he has to go to like some dirty basement with some guy who's got like a hacksaw and like a rusty pen, <laughs> like, and he's just like, yeah, this is the guy who's gonna fix my face after it's like hanging off of his face when he gets shot and he's just like yeah this is the guy to fucking sort this out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did a like, good job too how does how does he not have access to a better doctor <laughs> how because it's supposed to be like underground and like gangster and you know diving away from the police it, the all the criminals in the world would just kidnap a proper doctor <laughs> Take him to his office, bring him somewhere safe. Yeah, true. Then do the surgery. <laughs> not just go. Oh, I know. There's there's stinky Larry over here. He's got a pharmacy. He's got an excellent a track record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's ridiculous. How how does he let this man perform surgery on him? And then shortly after that, uh, my note here says, "Haven't seen mimes in a while." <laughs> it's the scene on the steps when I think one of the other mafia bosses is coming out, having like testified or something, and then all the mimes just like. To be fair to the the scene, like I quite like how they come over like one at a time, like actually miming and stuff. It's quite funny. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's proper creepy. I mean, that's the Tim Burton that you're talking about. Um, mm. But then there's just suddenly like tons of them, and you're like, oh god, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and they just like bang out a bunch of guns or something, don't they? I can't. It, it's kind of yeah, a bit fuzzy yeah. in my memory. Um, well, the Joker like shoots the other crime bosses because yeah, yeah. he has that scene where he like electrocutes the guy with the hand buzzer, <laughs> yeah. and he turns to and he turns to a dry husking <laughs> smoking so much electricity that would take. <laughs> 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 he just takes it off, just like woo, <laughs> dude. And you walk up, just, walk around with that. So, woo, that stung a bit. It's just like Jesus fucking Christ, man. Why are you just done? And, and on the subject of his gadgets, uh, one of my next favorite bits is uh, the the pneumatic boxing glove, like specifically set up to punch the TV. <laughs> I 
<laughs> he's just got it waiting. And then he sees some shit from some politician on TV and he's just like, finally, the glove! And just like pulls it, just smashes the screen. So good. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Mm. I love um, I love how as well, like, when when he goes to that meeting thing with the other crime bosses, he's there and he's, they, they've made it, they put makeup on him mm. to make him look... Normal. Like, normal. Yeah, not white, bleached skinned and everything. Um, but I, I, I heard in the back, uh, uh, like in how they actually set this scene up in real life. And he had the joke, that is the Joker makeup on underneath that human skin makeup. But then they had like this random resin on the napkin that when he wiped it on his face would take off the human colored makeup, but leave the white one on underneath. And it's just like, that's so elaborate. Why didn't you just have his normal face there and then a hanky with some, with some white, white on, on it? it. <laughs> yeah. but, then, but no, they went through this this whole rigmarole of but, setting up this really difficult thing. Which is a farce, but I very much respect like the kind of the scientific craft. practical effect behind that. that. That's kind of fucking awesome. Like someone's thought about like the solvents and the chemicals to use and and then one yeah. of them will go, like that's cool. But like, yeah, you could have done it way easier. <laughs> yes, completely. We've and got it's, budget. It's Fuck ridiculous. It. Let's develop some exactly. new makeup. <laughs> I got fifty million dollars here, baby. <laughs> uh, my, my next note on this is the only one I have all in capitals, and it's just the Batmobile is fucking rad. <laughs> I've got another one later uh, with the Batmobile, but we'll get there later. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's cool. It is. It's one of the most iconic designs. Of anything in any mm. Batman film. Very phallic. I love how at one point he's trying to turn a 90 degree corner and he has to fire an anchor out to wrap around a post and turn it because it's about as long as a London bus. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing. And the stop motion of when he puts the armour on it and everything. Mm. Not bad. Like, it's so cool. Uh, I love it so I, much. I like how when it's like driving along the street uh, it's got like the jet engine blaring out the back, like <laughs> engines. But he's going like ten miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's just like crawling along. <laughs> Fire! I can't remember whether it's in this one or the next one, but he just uses that at one point to just burn someone alive. Ah, classic Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will never kill, but I will destroy your lungs except, and leave you bedbound. Except occasional goons. <laughs> uh, and yeah, my other note on the Batmobile is that car has some fucking heat on it. There's that bit when he's like mm. driving down like that, uh, is it like a corridor? I can't remember exactly, but like he's got like proper like Gatling guns like coming out of the top and like rockets oh, and yeah. stuff. And it's like, it's not like clever, neat little cutting edge tech things. It's just like a World War Two machine gun <laughs> stored in the it's front. It's a tank. Yeah. It's just like, dude, that's for like taking armored vehicles out. <laughs> I don't care. That's epic. <laughs> just ex- well, this is <laughs> just explode people. <laughs> does this Batman ever actually say that he doesn't kill? No, because I think he's. I think he's more than willing. I think he's thirst for death. <laughs> he's holding back <laughs> a little. Like honestly, he just the only thing kind of drive. I, I reckon if his parents hadn't died, he would have just been a serial killer. Because this man is obviously thirsting for death in his soul. <laughs> to a level which I can't quite comprehend. I mean, even that there's that brilliant scene where um, he's with, what's her name, Vicky Vale, mm-hmm. in her apartment. And he's just about to tell her that he's yeah, Batman. Yeah. And then Jack Nicholson comes in. And then they have that sort of confrontation. And it's all kind of like calm. And they're sort of like making witty rejoinders yeah, at each yeah, other. Yeah. And then he just grabs a fucking fire poker. Smashes a vase with it. And just goes, let's get nuts. <laughs> and it's just like. <laughs> but that's part the of best... the act, wasn't it? It was to. But he's the best tactician yeah. in the world. And he just gets shot. And he deserves to. <laughs> well, I mean, I know he's, he's got a trick. But he's got he's he's got like some piece of shit silver tray, which obviously actually isn't under his shirt that stops him from dying in that scene. But it still gets indented like an inch by the bullet. We've, we've, like you wouldn't just walk away from this. We've skipped ahead a little bit, but while we're talking about the apartment scene, uh, a couple of mm. my favourite bits about the apartment scene. Uh, one of them was just uh, an error where the sun is going a different direction through the window than it is out on the like water tower outside so it's like just completely wrong lighting effect <laughs> i didn't notice yeah. that at all um and, and there's a bit when i think 
I think it's the Joker goes up to like the mantelpiece when he's like smarmily talking to Vicky Vale and just picks up the bowl of popcorn, which is just like <laughs> clearly part of the display. Which like, one thing is absurd that it's like actual popcorn, <laughs> and two that it's like perfectly placed as part of this mantle display. <laughs> just like, wait, hold on, that was just there. <laughs> like, no one leaves just starts popcorn. eating popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> why is the popcorn there? <laughs> it's so weird. Of all the foods to be on a mantle, no one eats popcorn cold. <laughs> like what? Yeah, insanity. Um, that that amused me quite greatly. But we have skipped ahead. Mm. Um, oh yes, because what Take I want. Back. Actually, only two two notes behind on uh, ahead on my list at least. Uh, one is I like how the Joker's gang members are just super cool and doing a dance number under new management. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they get so into it. <laughs> like, yeah, proper choreographed and like clearly like having a great day. Like the, the bad boss is gone. This is the fun one. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this guy supports a union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, I mean, why can't we rob and dance? Um, so I thought that was pretty great. Um, and then, <laughs> and then there's another bit where he smashes another TV in the basement when he hears some bad news. <laughs> I, think he sh- I think he shoots this one, uh, and I just imagine like behind some curtain somewhere is just like dozens of broken TVs, and then another curtain's just like all the new ones uh, waiting. To, like you know, his number one, just like yeah, okay, we go again. Like, I mean, at least we got the dances right. Uh. <laughs> well, no. Let, speaking of number one, another very creepy moment in the film. Uh, when he echoes what his boss says to him when he goes, you are my number one, a guy. And it's just like, all right, mate, I know you're the Joker, but let's t- let's bring that down a notch, all right? Because <laughs> I don't know whether he's like... I don't know whether he's threatening or coming on to him though. Like I genuinely don't know. Like even like when you're seeing it with the scene, the way he's like holding and rubbing his shoulders mm. at the same time, I'm just like, very this intimate. is a very emotional and deep moment here. It's very intimate, and uh, I think mm. that's probably why number one has stuck around this long. Um, well, have you noticed apparently that that guy's in loads of Jack Nicholson films? He's just his mate, uh, and he's just, just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, Amazing. it's just Jack Nicholson's mate who he just puts in films with him. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like the... Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, oh, uh, the parade. The money parade. The parade's great. When the he's giving great. out $20 million. Tw- get your head around that number quickly. $20 million. And he's got, like, mm-hmm. three bags of money, like, small bags of money, and, like, throwing them around. It's like, that's not... That's not even close to $20 million. And it goes... Well, you say that, but, like, a, a stack of $100,000 in American $100 bills... It's only like six inches high. Twenty million? I just I didn't believe it. And my other not not an issue, but my other thing about that scene, that scene goes on for ages. Like he's mm. he's parading down that street for like ten whole minutes. <laughs> just like prints on in the background. Yeah. Just, yeah, gonna have a good time. <laughs> but it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. It's like, oh my god, we're still throwing money. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the the, the people clambering for cash when everyone is just like dying around them and i guess that's not too far off the truth but what takes yeah what takes the takes the cake is when joker kills number one that we've just been talking he kills him like mm. in the middle of the street and there's a guy like three feet behind him doesn't even flinch <laughs> like a gunshot right behind he's like money yeah nope get my cash nothing else is going on <laughs> head down head down larry um so yeah well if you turn around and went what the joker's the sort of guy that's just gonna shoot you you know just do as he says take his money and then leave <laughs> so yeah that, I, I enjoyed that too um i've only got two more notes so you you if you got any more uh, well, I've got um, a fun little tidbit here that this is the the first appearance of Batman's grappling hook invented oh. for this film. Cool. Beforehand, he used to have a batarang on a string, mm. but they were just like, we can't have him like literally pulling himself up the side of walls like 1960s Batman with Adam West. <laughs> so we need something cool, and apparently, like that whole um, utility belt genuinely has like a thing where you press something and then it like whirs around to the front so he can use it that's kind of cool like there's so much thought and effort into that's the this. practical effects that i love and we've kind of lost a little bit with modern cinema but it is kind of coming back 
Um, yeah, it, it, that's epic. Um, what do you think of the young Joker in the flashback? Because that guy could have just played the Joker <laughs> in the entire film on his own. He was menacing. He had the be- He had a better Joker look with his face uh, than when Jack he Nicholson kills, did. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bruce's yeah. parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I completely blanked on that. But he's terrifying. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, Manic. that that Manic. is brilliant. Yeah. Um. My my. Uh, I've only got two left now as well, but they're quite quick. Um. So they've had one date, and when she comes into the cave, it's like they've been together months, which is what I've written. <laughs> yeah. Here. They've one had date. one date, and she, and then and then fucking Alfred over here is just like, yeah, just go in the back cave. We'll we'll let our, off like the biggest <laughs> secret in the world, and then they're just like, oh. I know we've had one date and then you came over and mumbled for ten minutes, but I think you're the future of my life. Next film, they're not together. Clearly didn't work. But and what happened to her? Because she knows some secrets. But also, I noticed that throughout that entire scene, you go back and watch it, happens like seven times, they look at each other and one of them turns 180 and then they have a conversation where one of them's just like looking away and having this moment and then they'll turn around and the other one will turn around. <laughs> that's, the, that's the soap opera shit. Yeah, it just and then the camera angle flips every time. It's just like we can't see both of your faces on screen at once. It's just the style, and isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> Imagine if you were watching them have this conversation. <laughs> what they're are just those turning people doing. <laughs> and the the last note I have is that the Batplane in this film is the single. I know the Batmobile is fucking rad, but the Batplane in this film is the single coolest thing in any Batman film ever and I'm willing to fight someone over this oh, I don't know there's some pretty cool ones in the later films I'm not going to agree on that one the, the Batmobile for sure uh, the plane the bat plane, <laughs> the plane when, it, when it goes up over the moon and it makes the bat symbol yeah. and then he falls back that is yeah, so I mean, cool. cool I'm not saying it's not cool I'm, not, I'm just not saying it's the single coolest um, yeah, so so my last two are one of them is touching again on the vehicles and the practical effects but I really like like the vehicle scenes, like the kind of zoomed out ones, are like really like lovingly miniature. Like you can tell mm. it's just like a couple of toys on like a on a little um, play yeah. mat kind of thing. But it's done well. Like it's not overly obvious, mm. but it's 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 clear that that it's going on. But it's just it's cool. Yeah. It's like that that was made. Um, so I like that. Um, and then my last one, the reporter who's like working with Vicky Vale, the dude who's like a fucking yes. hero. Like he he like grabs a baseball bat and it's like I'm gonna take on all these goons like all my ones like what a legend like he doesn't like run away like also a perv yeah okay sure um, but <laughs> but it, it was it was the 80s all men were he gets quite a lot of like screen time and he's like figuring stuff out yeah. and he's like trying to get the story like he's trying hard he doesn't just run off like a like a weasel like you kind of expect him to um, mm. and then he's just completely ditched for the end like he's just like nah. Like, there's no more mention of him, no, like, wrap-up, no, like, <laughs> tying up the loose end. It's just, like, here's a guy with a baseball bat. He's pretty cool. A little bit of redemption. Bye. Like, done. <laughs> like, yeah. I just thought he did. He needed a little bit more respect, is all. He could have recurred in other ones as well. No reason why you couldn't have brought him back. Mm. But, nope. Dead. Got killed by the Joker. <laughs> Shouldn't have grabbed that baseball bat, bitch. Well... At least now anyone can hear this review of this 30-year-old film. review. But we, but we haven't even mentioned the plot, so that's <laughs> great. Just just things that we liked in this film. But, I mean, hands down, epic. Great e- film. Always, always will have time for I this film. I would happily watch um, some of the other old ones in a, in a future podcast, but maybe not too close together. Um, yeah, that can go on the list. Good, okay. I think we've got to wrap that one up. Um, yeah, probably. And probably very swiftly go into the last segment because it's probably going to last a bit more than 15 minutes. Um, so this is going to be RPG stuff. Just a very, mm. very quick go over. We're using just a very simple dice system. We're rolling 2d6. That's two six-sided dice. Um, one to six is a failure. Seven to nine is a mixed success. So it goes well, but also does something bad. Uh, and 10 or over uh, is, a, is a full success. And we're, we're taking, yeah, baby. We're taking turns. Uh, so uh, last week uh, it was my character, my, my single character, and uh, Lewis was DMing a fantasy world. Uh, and this one uh, is back to the sci-fi setting uh, from the first episode. Uh, Lewis, can you just remind the audience uh, of your character very quickly? Yeah, I can remind our single audience member, your mom. which is probably my mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Hi, Mum. Love you very much. Love you, Claire. Oh, shit. I'm going to bleep that. <laughs> oh, my God. I will as well. <laughs> yes, so uh, my character is uh, Leslie Glebelglorp. He, he's a lizard man. Uh, he's, a, he's a smuggler who, um, on his wooden prawn-shaped ship... Um, it just sm- he's not like a drug smuggler or anything just like contraband mm-hmm. like on his planet he's just smuggling in things like chocolate toilet paper things like that um, but yes what where's our situation starting okay so we uh, ended last time he was basically apprehended uh, at border patrol to keep it mm-hmm. brief um, and so we don't really know why neither do I but whatever uh, and uh, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go into the next. You scene. were expecting him to fight back, and he was very placid. <laughs> he just failed everything. <laughs> Not placid. Yeah, he true. just fucked it up. Um, yeah. We, we yeah. haven't had a lot of success in this game so far. Um, okay. So this scene, uh, we are in. We find ourselves in one of those kind of interview rooms uh, that we've all seen on uh, police dramas. This is like the jail interview room, like the prison. Uh, I've never been to jail. You've you've been here a couple of times. Um, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. You've been in jail for like a few days, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you know that you are expecting a visitor, uh, and that visitor walks in. They are your lawyer. Uh, who are they? Uh, so that will be um, Kenneth MacLeod, uh, not of the famous Highlander films. Uh, is it Kenneth MacLeod? I don't know, but it's great. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go with Ken MacLeod. Um, he he is um, about fifty year old, just human, okay. uh, brown suit, brown suit, mustard shirt, kind of a Dwight Schrute sort of character, but in looks, uh, not personality. Um, very sort of nasally voice, like, oh, hello there, oh. Leslie. Oh, well, uh, at least you got here first. All right, are you comfy? Can I get you a cup of tea? Uh, yes, that would be uh, lovely. I would enjoy, very much enjoy a cup of tea. Cup um, of tea, cup it, of tea, so, uh, a little bit of uh, alien jizz in there. I beg your pardon? <laughs> just I'm to sweeten a... it up, just to sweeten it up. Now you want to pass on the alien jizz. No alien jizz. Um, and uh, he closes the door uh, and uh, sits like down. an Eddie Izzard vibe. <laughs> hey, I'm just rolling with it. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, he sits down and he says, "All right, um, I'm gonna be honest. At this point, this is just a formality, um, but you are facing death by liquefaction." Uh, hey, so, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you say uh, de- death by liquefaction? Yes, yeah, the standard in this sector. What, what crimes have I broken, may I ask? Uh, it's redacted. <laughs> redacted? How can they kill me over something which has been redacted? Oh, well, I mean, I can't reveal to you the, what that is at this point. The charges are uh, being trumped as we speak. Um, and... Um, well, um... <laughs> Sorry, have you got I a have problem? Say, uh, have you got a problem with that? Yeah. I'm afraid I don't feel like my due diligence is being delivered here. Um, well, I feel like there's a process of justice which is uh, being missed out on. Um, you've lapsed on your last six payments to me. This is just a courtesy call. Uh, Kenneth McLeod uh, doesn't get out of bed for free. Well, uh, then I'm very sorry, Mr. McLeod, but I'm going to have to... Um, what decline? Something rather, rather rash here, <laughs> I believe. And uh, you see, um, you see, uh, Leslie stick his hand down the back of his trousers, okay. um, into his egg pouch. <laughs> Leslie's female. Who knew? Okay. <laughs> no, he's just an egg-bearing lizard. They just hold the eggs. Uh, yes, but um, he reaches inside to that pouch and pulls out. A very small tactical laser pistol. Okay. Jumps across the table and holds it to Leslie's head. Not Leslie's, holds it to Kenneth's head and goes, uh, If you wouldn't mind, uh, you're going to be my human shield now. And um, we're going to be uh, exiting through that door. Um, if you would not mind escorting me to my ship. Uh, so I may uh, make my hasty escape. I had so many more notes for the scenario, but I guess that's out of the question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Never r- plan too far ahead, you know. This is a roll, DM. Roll the two d six, then see see how this threat goes. Oh, that's a ten. A ten. 
Damn it, I kind of wanted like a little Two brawl. Fives. I wanted a little brawl <laughs> with Kenneth McLeod in here. I, uh, oh, just don't do anything um, uh, uh, rash. Uh, look, uh, my shirt, careful not to crease it. I've got another meeting and another liquefaction. Um, please, uh, take my key card and you could leave me here. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to be uh, asking you to join me on the first bit of this adventure, just until we get to my ship. Oh. And uh, if you could let me know where my giant uh, spider C-3PO-faced drone is, um, that would be uh, lovely to get him back. Um, I don't have an inventory on me, um, but your ship is impounded at the prison for some reason. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been I think they've been joyriding. Um, so if you could get there, that's up to you. It's heavily guarded. You know that, right? The corridor, the the gates, uh, the hangar, it's just all guards. Well, that's uh, why I'm going to be uh, asking you now to remove your clothes. <laughs> I'm going to be disgusting myself as you. <laughs> You're for a lizard, Leslie. <laughs> Here's these the details. I, th- I get your. I find that you're the kind of character that, if you walked out the room now, I would not remember what you looked like. And therefore, if someone walked out wearing your suit and with your ID card, they'd just be like, "Oh yeah, that's Ken." Or it wouldn't be the first time people have. Counted, this has happened. Counted my mediocrity. Um, okay. <laughs> he just starts unbuckling his pants and sliding them down. You've, you've already threatened him. I think this is that was a, enough success to just get whatever you want out of this guy. Uh, yeah, he's he strips down and says, aren't you going to give me your clothes? Uh, well, yes, of course. He's holding his moobs. Yeah, he's going to completely swap clothes. Um and then from like Leslie uh, Kenneth's briefcase, he's gonna get like a green pen and start drawing like scales on his face, <laughs> just, just to try, and, you know, like find a pair of scissors, chop off most of his hair, just to try and make him look like Leslie. He spent a bunch of time just doing some crafts before. Well, leaving. I mean, they they're, they've been in the room like two or three minutes. You get like an hour with your lawyer. Are you, are you doing any so... kind of t- disguise apart from the costume? The costume, the suit. Uh, so he's going to, with the hair that he cuts from Kenneth's head, he's going to get the print stick out of Kenneth's briefcase because yeah. he's yeah. six. The, you know, lawyer standard issue print stick. <laughs> uh, like print stick the hair on his head, pinch the glasses that he was wearing, mm-hmm. okay. uh, get get Ken to do up the tie. I nicely. really hope you succeed your next role. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he's just going to sort of compose himself. Then he's gonna punch yeah, Ken is. and knock him out. Oh! Gone. <laughs> My nose! <laughs> he goes down. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I did not knock him out. He hits him again. <laughs> My ribs! <laughs> just, just beats him until he's knocked out. He's out. <laughs> Specifically, not killing. These are non-lethal blows. Yeah, just a lot of them. <laughs> and then he's just gonna sort of, you know, make sure his shirt's tucked in, open the door, and walk out. Okay, uh, there's no guards in like the immediate corridor, uh, but there's like gates at either end. They look like laser grid gates, um, and you know the standard laser grid gates. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a guard on either side of both gates. Uh, he's going to turn left. There's some convenient because... signage for like hangar. <laughs> Uh, reception, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know you're going the right way at least. Uh, okay, yeah. And then he's gonna go towards the hangar. What? Wa- yeah, he's gonna walk up to the first gate and go. Uh, hello, <laughs> my name's Kenneth. I would like to be let out, please. I've spoken to my client. <laughs> Roll the TV six. It's a six. <laughs> They don't know how to portray the, the kind of absolute bewilderment of your audacity uh, on this guard's face. So this guard, um, I think what the one on the other side uh, is like an android uh, kind of looking guy, but the, uh, the one on this side, um, let's have him as kind of like amorphous blob, um, just nice. kind of propping up uh, the guard uniform with a with a little just with a hat with on a little top. hat yeah of course <laughs> he's got like googly eyes that are just like drifting around because he doesn't actually have <laughs> eyes but the other people just kind of need the the social cues um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like 
you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and uh, he just immediately is going to go and try and arrest you. Uh, I think with with your six, he's he's going to manage to kind of turn you around and press you against the wall, uh, and that's as far as he'll he'll go with your failure. Uh, at which point, Leslie's just going to, with a free hand, uh, pop his hand into the jacket, start sh- shooting under the shoulder. Pow, 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 pow. And in the meantime, with, uh, in the meantime, the. Uh, the android on the other side has like pressed the button to like lower the laser grid gate so he can uh, get through to, to assist. Um, because you hear the android say, "No, Uh And he's clearly like emotionally involved uh, with this amoeba, um, and uh, yeah, he's coming over. So you're you're blasting the gun behind you to shoot mm-hmm. the guy, the the guy who's holding you. Yeah, the blob. Okay, um, I think you're gonna have to roll. See what happens. Oh, it's a seven. Mixed success. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I think you shoot him. He doesn't like die or anything. He loosens his grip uh, and uh, it's going to fall back. But now you're just like squared up uh, to this android with like a quite a large. This guy is equipped with a big gun because he can carry it because he's a robot. Uh, and he's just like leveled it, barrel up. He's like, put the gun down. Um, Leslie's just going to back into the amorphous blob. So he's like the like the skeleton inside the body, as it were, and then start trying to turn him and we'll get towards the gate on that side. The robot, to force robot doesn't the know blob. what to do because it's like that's his lover, and he's like, oh no, Dygax! Uh And um, what are you gonna do? You're, you're just like wibbling this guy away. The blob is like. Uh, trying to recombobulate where you've blasted like holes in it, so it's just kind of trying to like smooth itself over. But it's it's clearly like you can hear its squeaks of pain. Um, what what are you doing? I'm holding the gun to my own head, which is both of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to the gate, get like pulling the key card off, swiping it through, yes. and he's trying to get off of me while I'm trying to get like through the gate, and then we just sort of separate and go. <laughs> Right. And uh, then I'm gonna slam the gate behind me. You're separating. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I was gonna say let's let's whisk this along. Uh, I think like for the sake of convenience, uh, you get uh, into that hangar. Um, it looks like there's a kind of um, AA meeting, like an Alcoholics Anonymous or like some kind of drugs meeting going on there. It's it's like a group session. Uh, it's all right. uh, guards. Uh, they're just kind of hanging around. They've just got like little cups of glowing coffee, uh, and they look like someone's just crying, and someone's like got trying to comfort them. Uh, and they all, all their guns are just like on the rack next to you uh, by the door, uh, and they all look up, like see you, and then look at the guns, uh, and they're like, you hear the like chairs screeching back on the floor. Uh, the place is like full of confiscated vehicles. You know, there's like uh, hover bikes. Uh, we've got like single man, uh, like drag races, that kind of thing. And then all the way down the other end is your prawn. All the way down the other end? Yeah. Uh, okay. So... They're unarmed right now. I think Leslie's just going to stroll up to the group and just uh, grab an empty chair and then just say, oh, sorry I'm late, everyone. <laughs> and then just sit down and just try and blend in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's have a roll. Ooh, there's another seven. <laughs> another seven. Oh, how's this, this going to play out? Um, okay, I think you get like a little bit of time uh, of the, the confusion. Like half of the people just kind of sit down with you, just kind of eyeing you up. You've got like specks of purple uh, amoeba goo like stuck to you. Uh, and it takes just a minute before someone like right next to you goes, Is that guy Gax on you? Uh, and then they they all kick off uh, and they look like they're about to just like do you mean the blob the blob yeah the blob's off me yeah but it's just got like some residue some like staining oh, some right, some right. bits um and uh, then, yeah. yes uh, we just had a little bit of a frisky moment i'm afraid in the cupboards there <laughs> he may have uh, accidentally fired himself on me oh, <laughs> I'll, let you try, um, I'll let you try the roll again if you want <laughs> nine Nine. Same as a seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a mix. Of, so they, yeah, they're gonna uh, believe you, but um, 
they, they all just start talking about their feelings again and uh, how you know some of them have traded millions of blargons just for like simple simple uh, Rhodesia track racing um, and that's when the alarm goes off in the background and there's a tannoy uh, just saying um, lizard man escaped Leslie Gleeble it says Gleeble Glark here Leslie Gleeble Glark escapee lizard man he's wearing the uniform of a dull lawyer <laughs> okay so uh, I think Leslie at this point is just going to look up and just go Right then, I think that's uh, going to be my cue. Um, whips out his pistol, his laser pistol again. Points at everyone and just goes, everyone could just uh, stay where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to not be having any trouble right now. And uh, I'm just going to go, go pop in my ship over there and I'll be back in one moment. It's quite a, dis- it's just gonna, it's quite a distance away. He's, he's legging it. Okay, uh, you get like halfway before like the first like blast of fire just like ricochets off the floor next to you. They've made it. zigzags. They've made it to the rack of weapons uh, and there's like 10 dudes with rifles uh, taking shots at you. You know you're not going to make it all the way without taking at least one shot. What do you do? Zigzags is not enough. You know that. Uh, in fr- like directly up and in front of him, he's gonna shot start shooting the ceiling. So like as he runs, there's like a cascade of like brickwork and concrete falling behind him, which will uh, hopefully take uh, the deflections. I mean, you know what happens with a bad roll here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna literally roll them on the edge of my laptop here so we can see. It's a seven. <laughs> a seven? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I think it does the job. It, it's covering your back. Um, the problem is some of these like light fixtures uh, are so large. Uh, and probably like quite dangerous. Maybe they've got like some uh, unregulated reactor in them. Uh, so, you know, keep the bills low uh, and uh, right. start landing on vehicles and just explosions uh, going off all over the place. Um, Excellent. Uh, but those explosions are good and well until like a piece of shrapnel just like digs straight into your leg uh, and you are like hobbling with a trail of blood towards your ship, uh, which is open like the hangar door, the hatch door is open and uh, ready to accept you. Uh, well, then I'm just going to start shouting out, I cannot remember what I named my robot companion, so I'm going to rename him if I can't remember. Sure. Unless you have it written Who down cares? Um, let's. I'm just going to call him Roby, the robot. Oh, come on. <laughs> Roby! No, no. Roby, please! Sh- surely not. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a note here for you to write the name in, and you never did. So it just says <laughs> C3PO Demonic Spider Drone. Name! Yes. Uh, <laughs> Roby. Uh, I'm going to call him Matt. No, I'm calling him Matt after Matt Damon in the film Invictus, okay. where he has a South African accent. Sure. Uh, so I go, Matthew! Matthew! Please! <laughs> and, uh,. Do I see his little head poke out from the side or not? Master, so good to see you. I've kept the seat warm. (laughs) I'm a little concerned about how you said that, but if you could come and assist me into getting into my spacecraft, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd be be remiss to not thank you afterwards. The corpses are hidden. Uh, Could you come and save me, please? (laughs) What, you're you're like, you're just hobbling. You want help from from him to get onto the ship? Yeah, I I would like him to come and pick me up and whisk me towards the ship. And you like sit on him like with your legs either side of his head and like scuttle away. I'm imagining he's like this scorpion C-3PO crazy spider demon thing. I'm guessing he's got like a scorpion's tail with like a minigun in it so he can just do some returning Okay, okay. I saw the... um, horrific baby doll under Sid's bed in Toy Story like that kind of mm. mechanical thing with the baby's torso on but anyway you, it's your it's your scorpion droid you do whatever you want I with mean it. it's got like it's, it, it's got like Thomas the Tank Engine's face in the middle of this <laughs> like very mechanical looking scorpion mm-hmm. but it talks like C-3PO it's a fucking nightmare I'll be honest you get into the ship um, there is blood like quite a lot of blood splashed up walls uh, and on consoles and stuff uh, and um, Matthew the droid is just smiling like non-stop um, 
and in Thomas's deadpan face. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine's deadpan face, um, and uh, away you go. I think uh, that's that's good, mm. probably going to wrap it there uh, with you. Probably. Unless a good there's time. something else you wanted to like do. do How do you start it up or anything like that? Any any tricks? Do you want to do you want to close uh, it? He just rolls the window down as he starts taking off and goes, I never liked it here, and uh, I, I'll be very pleased to not see you again. Fuck off. <laughs> I'll be very pleased to not see you again. <laughs> uh, rolls it back up. <laughs> this, this very uh, low security prison um, allows you to escape, I guess. Because <laughs> that's the end of our segment. Well, no, there were loads of guards, but they were in their AA meeting. <laughs> that's true. They were, you know, in the middle of the day. Because they're all alcoholics. They're all alcoholics. You don't know what it's like in sci-fi prison. Um, exactly. Well, Leslie does. Perfect. Okay. We we uh, we'll, we'll close that one off there. Uh, we have mm. gone a little bit over time. Um, should we very quickly get to next week's movie uh, and and, yes. and finish this uh, session? All right. Yes. Being up, uh, I say we say next week's. Yes. Uh, who knows? Yes. Next um, next release. Um, indeed, my release. <laughs> so I did tell you already what this is, although I really didn't want to, but I just gave in. I couldn't hold it in anymore um, mm. because next session. Uh, we will be talking about uh, a, a movie neither of us have seen. Uh, it is a 1982 made-for-TV movie uh, called Mazes and Monsters, uh, which from the outset sounds fucking terrible. Sure, um, but, <laughs> but who's our star? But this, but this one, it combines a few of our loves: Mazes and Monsters, obviously Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, but the star mm-hmm. of the show, in his sixth ever. Uh, appearance uh, is the one and only Tom Hanks. Uh, I can't believe he's done a Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. I saw it and I was like, yes, immediately, <laughs> top of the list. Uh, bound together by a desire to play mazes and monsters, in inverted commas, Robbie and his three college classmates decide to move the board game into the local legendary cavern. Um, oh. So we'll get there. 1982, Mazes and Monsters, try and watch it before the next episode. To this day, have you seen a truly bad film with Tom Hanks in it? Well, that's what. That's why this is so intriguing. Because no, I know that must mean that this film is good. Yeah, exactly. Well, something made his career. Maybe it was this one. <laughs> yeah, it was either that or Forrest Gump. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's let's get out of here. Okay. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. As always, thanks, Mum. The, the, um, there's always there's always more stuff that we could fit in. Um, but you know I think we talked about nothing but stuff mm, mm. remember to like and subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time Ooh, and email us for any reason at all uh, it's, yeah it's, just... it's nothing but stuff at gmail.com obviously a double T in butt because why obviously did your cat die this week we'll add it in next week <laughs> yeah, that's fine I don't care anything please love me uh, alright that's enough bing bong bing bong bing Welcome to your mercifully shorter socials plug. It's just me, Isaac Harwood. Finally, we're alone. Please do follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NBStuffPodcast. Feel free to say hi, but just remember who's in charge there, all right? And for all this laughter, it's only fair that you give us a sizable percentage of your wage. Find us on Patreon. That's Patreon forward slash nothing but stuff. Two T's in the butt, of course. Thank you. Bye. Who is making a podcast today? It is me. I am recording a podcast. It's the podcast time.